Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Car Thoughts with David, episode number 60. Can you dig it? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being with me on this journey. Wow. 60 days of continuous podcasting. It's, it's mind-boggling, it, and thank you guys so, so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this show. It is amazing how much of a change it has made in my life to do this. I hope it's making a change, a positive change in your life as well. I mean, from going to the first episode for me, where I was like, yeah, um, I think maybe, yeah, uh, I'm going to do a weekly podcast, and if I like it, maybe I'll start trying to do it daily, if I can think of enough things to talk about, to yesterday's episode where I said, I'm getting to be, you know, to the point where when, <laughs> if this new podcast I just created, where I'm helping you guys decide if you want to get into podcasting by giving you a place where you can upload your podcast episodes to me and I will put them out on my podcast for you to try it or to promote yourself even if you just want to do one episode even if you just want to do three episodes whatever it is to give you a, a, an idea of whether or not you'll like yourself doing podcasts and saying, well, you know, if that gets way too popular, I might have to step away from doing this. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm growing my podcast, and then I go and tell you guys, well, you know, I would, if, if helping others, and that's, that's what it is for me, is I want to help you guys be successful. I want you guys to be the star. I want to make you successful, give you the tools you need to be successful, because... That is what I want to do with my life. That is what I want to do with my business. I want to coach and teach and train and speak and share and make others successful as a result to help other people find other people that they might not have found otherwise through networking. You know, that is my mission statement. So if I had to give up this podcast to take a full-time role of taking care of the other podcast, you know, I would make that sacrifice for that. Because, for me, you guys can listen to me blather on all day long, you know, and I appreciate you guys doing it, and I don't have any intention of shutting this podcast down, let me just say that first and foremost. Because my goal, my end goal is to be so successful at what I'm doing that I am able to step away from my job so that I can pursue this full time you know and that is what you know what I want ultimately to happen but you know that only comes from hard work and I've got a really fantastic quote I just got finished reading Success Hurricane by Ben Brookhart. And if you don't know who he is or you haven't heard of this book yet, I highly recommend you checking it out because it is if you're looking to be more successful and this just isn't this isn't just about being an entrepreneur and starting your own business. If you're looking to be more successful in your life, even at your current job, 
this is a book for you. But the one thing that Ben says, and it's right at the end of the book, and I'm not trying to give you guys any spoilers about it, but it's a fantastic quote, and I have to share it with you guys because this is why... This will this explains why I'm doing everything that I'm doing, okay? Is he says the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Okay, oh, I'm gonna say this one more time. The only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. So what that means is is if you want to be successful, you've got to show up and work. And that is what I'm doing. I am showing up every single day and I am working. I am working. If I'm awake and I'm not doing my day job, I am working on this. I'm creating content. I'm creating ideas. I'm creating connections. I'm creating that podcast and that blog. I'm doing all of these things to make sure that when the time comes for success to hit head my way that I'm to be successful in my business that I have done absolutely every single ounce of work I can I've left nothing out on the field as the sports metaphor goes I've given 100% 110% 150% I've given 200% to this so that when that time comes and somebody says, you know what, you know, I want to hire David to speak. I want to hire David to, um, to come to this conference. I want to hire David as a life coach for me, as a business coach. I want to hire David as a mentor that they know that my work ethic, that the body of my work and that what I'm about lines up perfectly with the type of person that they want to hire. And so I am putting work. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might even do this in a dictionary. I might go buy a dictionary and then where success is, take a marker and write work right above it. You know, that, I think that'd be fantastic. I might just go buy a dictionary today and do that. And I'll take a picture and put it on my Instagram feed. I think that, yeah, I'm now convinced I'm going to do that. Because dictionaries are pretty cheap. And I'm sure whatever word comes before success is probably a word I'm already fully aware of. So I don't really, it really doesn't matter if I mark it out uh, by writing work over top of it. So, um, yeah, that is, that's a fantastic idea. So, So, yeah, creating ideas like that, coming up with creative ideas. And so that is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create those environments and those challenges and build other people up. And right now, you know, I'm starting to collaborate with people. I'm starting to meet people. Like I said, on Sunday, I drove up to Raleigh and met with some, you know, with a LinkedIn contact um, and had a great chat with him. We, you know, he was wanting to meet me at about 10 o'clock. No, yeah, 10 o'clock, and, you know, we sat down, and we had a coffee at Starbucks, and we talked about what I was doing, what he's doing, what he's wanting to do in the future, what I'm wanting to do in the future, and I had a great chat, and then we did a video together, 
and post post it to LinkedIn and you know it was just it was phenomenal it was really awesome it was a lot of fun and you know that's what I was talking about the other day on the, the taking those online connections and bringing them offline and building those relationships with people you know I'm out there I traveled almost 400 miles on Sunday to meet one person to have coffee with him because getting to know him and what he did was important enough to me to do that and that is what I'm trying to do is build those relationships that are so strong that when it comes time for me to walk away from from my day job and it's not that I hate who I work for I absolutely love the company I work for I you know I have had positive experiences with every single company I've worked for in the past um, with the exception of like one <laughs> and you know we left on pretty amicable terms uh, it was just you know it wasn't a good fit for either one of us so you know I left but beyond that you know I don't have a problem with where I work you know that's not it and I've told you guys this it's not the problem what the problem is is I don't feel fulfilled in what I'm doing anymore so I need to find a different outlet and I believe that this is that outlet and I'm going to work my tail off um, to to achieve that goal and to you know build those relationships and to make that impact because what I want to do in the social media space is I want to be recognizable and what I mean by that is, you know, if you guys see like, say, I don't know, Logan Paul, for instance, you know, for those of you who are on YouTube a lot, you know, a lot of people know who Logan Paul is. And regardless of whether you like him or you don't like him because of that whole controversy, uh, you know, when he was in Japan, you know, when you see him or you hear his name, you know who he is. You know, he's a YouTube, you know, video guy who does you know, has millions of hits on all of his videos. He had a YouTube Red uh, channel. You know, you've got PewDiePie, you've got, you know, I want to be one of those recognizable people, you know? And because that, not because I want the celebrity that comes along with it. That's not what I'm looking for. But I want, when people think of, we want Dave. We want somebody to come speak who knows about video content, that knows about networking, that knows about this. I want my name to come up, and they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, we can call David. He could come out and speak for us." So I'm out there, you know, working. I'm hustling. I'm laying the groundwork. I'm building my reputation. I'm out there on the street, you know, working, you know, training getting better, learning, being mentored by people and mentoring people so that I can learn. Because, see, one thing a lot of people don't realize is when you teach, when you mentor, you're not just passing knowledge to that person. It's not a one-way transaction. It's not. And if you've ever mentored anybody or if you've ever taught anybody anything, you realize that. It's a two-way transaction. You learn, you know, as much as they do in a lot of cases. 
because they challenge you. Not everybody learns the same way. You know? Some people are better with verbal communication. Some people are better with written communication. Some people learn better with with, uh, uh, visual uh, communication. You know? So everybody's different. So you learn things because you have to learn how to get to them, to get to where they are at, and to teach them in the way that they can learn best. So, you know, everyone who's ever mentored somebody, you know this. If you've not, I highly recommend that you, that you find somebody to help. That you find somebody that, that wants to learn something that you know and take them under your wing and, and share that knowledge with them. It'll help you grow as a person. It'll help them grow. And they'll be grateful that you've helped them. But at the end of the day, you've got to remember that you're going to learn from this experience too. And you need to be grateful for having the opportunity to teach them. You know? Because everybody, everybody I've talked to, it's I've learned so much about myself just in talking to them. Because they ask questions and I answer them. And then I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> Yeah, that that's actually it. That's that's wow, you know, because I'm on a journey of self-discovering myself. So, you know, I'll answer a question. I'm like, wow, I never thought of that before. I've never I've never verbalized that to to anyone, even myself. But that's true. That wow, and you know, I'll have these these aha moments where I'm like, okay, cool, light bulb, you know, and. There you have it. So, you know, it's really, really amazing the change that it makes in in a person in both parties. So, you know, you, you, you might be surprised how much you actually enjoy it and how much it teaches you. You know, my music teacher said, you know, the way to become a good teacher is to teach. And he said, sure, you're going to turn out some Frankensteins, Dave. You're going to turn out some people that you're just going to be devastated to find out that they can't even play Mary Had a Little Lamb. You know, because you ruined them. (laughs) Which, uh, if you ever want to terrify somebody and keep them teaching, tell them this advice. But it's true, too, what he had to say was... Because he said, also, he said, when you turn out that first Mozart, that first person that goes somewhere and becomes a superstar, and you know you're the person that taught them, that feeling of accomplishment and, you know, elation that you actually, you helped someone achieve that is, is just astounding. And, uh, yeah. And needless to say, as you guys know, because I'm pretty sure I've shared this story, I did not become a music teacher as a result of that advice because I was so terrified of the idea of turning up those Frankensteins who could not play music because of my tutelage. Um, But, you know, the one thing he always told me was, David, you understand the musical theory so well. I tell you something, and you can recite that back to me, and you've got it down cold you know the math behind music. And 
in case you guys are unaware, the guy who actually created the, the theories of triangles and figuring, um, figuring the unknown side of a triangle, uh, no, uh, his name is Pythagoras. He actually also came up with one of the most influential musical properties and theories as well. The Pythagorean musical theory of which uh, uh, harmonies and fifths. He invented that, <laughs> as well as figuring out the mathematical properties of a triangle. And, you know, he was a pretty brilliant dude. Because back in Pythagoras' time, music wasn't what it is today. If you sucked at music, no one cared. Back then, music was pretty much only relegated to the super rich. If you were a king or a lord or somebody important, you might be able to hire a musician to come and play for you at an event. And if you really sucked or messed up, uh, you could be beheaded or hung or drawn and quartered or whatever. You know, you, you wouldn't, you would, it wasn't a, you didn't get paid. It was a, you, you don't, you know, you don't get to breathe anymore. So his theories about music helped many, many musicians because they understood certain note combinations and certain harmonies exist. So as long as you stay within those rules, those mathematical rules of music, you really couldn't go wrong. If you threw in an extra note by accident, as long as it was a, a harmony note to the previous note you played and to the note you were getting ready to play, it would sound okay. It would just be an extra note. It wouldn't be like a dun dun dun. It'd be dun dun dun, you know. So that was what Pythagoras came up with. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, know these theories and these harmonies but a lot of people don't know where it actually originated so um, so that was one thing he taught me he always taught me these very interesting math, uh, musical facts like the next one I'm going to share with you for some reason since I'm on a musical roll right now um, KISS yes the band KISS was not the first band to come up with wearing face paint and uh, going on tour and, you know, being thought of to be, uh, you know, these looking like dead people, you know, because they're so white or all this, all the mythos around KISS. The first person pretty much who invented touring, um, uh, promotion, tour promotion, who invented uh, public music, really, because there weren't really, at the time, uh, people that traveled around and played for the common folk. You know, the you and me people. It was all the kings, the queens, and the well-to-do. Um, was actually uh, Paganini, the famous violinist. And he wore face paint uh, to make himself look whiter, uh, you know, and to give him this haunted look. He had a guy who actually worked for him who would go into the city beforehand and say, my, you know, my uh, employer, my master, uh, 
uh, Paganini is coming to your town and he is going to play music for you on Tuesday or whatever the days were back then. But, you know, on this day, he will be here in, you know, a fortnight. And there we go. There's something, something old. <laughs> on a, in a fortnight, he will be in your city to play for you. Come to the town square and listen to his wonderful, you know, music. Right? So, he would show up on that day. You know, his tour promoter had everybody excited. And he would go out there and play. And people were terrified of him. Uh, They loved his music. But they thought he was dead. Because he wore this white face paint. That made him super pale white. like Like a dead person. Um, also, uh, he played so fast that people thought that he had actually gotten his skills from Satan. That he had actually sold his soul to the devil uh, in exchange for the ability to play that fast and that well. Nobody had ever seen anybody who was that skilled at playing a violin. And, uh, you know, he was very popular, very well known. I mean, People still talk about him today. People still play his music today. Um, if you're into classical violin, chances are you've heard Paganini at some point. But people thought he was like this just shell of a man that was possessed by a demon that played you know, these, these amazing songs that could not be played by a human hand. And... Later on in life, as he wanted to settle down and buy a home, uh, the the you know he had this reputation. So the actual uh, owner of the bank refused to give him a loan unless he could prove that he had actually been born. Because not only did they say, "Oh, he sold his soul," eventually they said he wasn't even born at all. He was just this this. You know, he had always been a demon. He never really, he was not born of a woman. He just showed up with a violin in his hand and started, you know, terrifying people with his skills. So he uh, was given the opportunity to call call his mother or, you know, write her a letter, you know, and, and see if she would come and vouch for him for the loan and say, yes, this is my son. I gave birth to him, you know. Please give him money so he can buy a house, right? She was given that opportunity. Um, She turned that down. She refused to admit that that was her son. And so he died homeless. And, uh, you know, one of the greatest violinists of his uh, era. (laughs) Uh, One of the most skilled violinists. And he died homeless because no one believed that he was actually human. And, yeah, so Kiss kind of stole their idea from him. I mean, maybe not directly. I don't know how much classical music Gene Simmons listened to or any of the other members of Kiss. Um, You know, I'm not really sure because I don't know Gene Simmons. If I ever get a chance to meet him, I'm going to ask him. You know, I think that'd be really cool. And if you ever hear this episode, Gene, uh, feel free to reach out. I'd love to have you on the show and ask you about that. that. I think that'd be really awesome. You know, I'm not above or below or 
you know, I'll, I'll bring anybody on the show if it's a help or to give information. So, you know, reach out, shoot me an email, give me a call. I'm here for you, buddy. So, so yeah, I mean, but that, I mean, you know, he taught me stuff like that, you know, just interesting facts because he knew I was a curious person by nature and shared those types of stories with me and uh, asked me trivia questions about music history and and all kinds of stuff, which is where that Paganini story came from because he asked me if I thought Kiss's um, look and style and the way they played music and stuff like that was, you know, 100% their idea or if I thought it came from someone else and expecting it to be a trick question, I said someone else and he's like, well, who... And I was like, I, I, I don't know. I just I just know that it's got to be a trick question and that the answer can't be yes, they're completely original um, with what they're doing, but I just don't know who it is. I just, I come to expect that from you. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was that. And so he really wanted me to become a music teacher. And speaking of which, uh, Mr. Ellis, if you are listening to this, if you ever somehow come across this episode of the podcast, thank you so much for instilling the wisdom and the knowledge and the love of music that you've given me. You know, I can never repay you for that gift, uh, even though I paid for lessons, but it wasn't enough to, to cover uh, the value you added to my life. So thank you. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, you know, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I can't wait for episode 61. Uh, heck, I can't wait for episode 90. You know, I can't, I mean, this, it's just rolling. It's just going and it's exciting. Every journey, every step, every mile that I put on my car that I'm recording this podcast is special, you know, and I look forward to it. So, you know, if you guys want to reach out, like I said, if you want to do your own episode of a podcast and have me put out, if you want to start blogging and try that out, hit me up on social media, Car Thoughts Dave on Patreon and Twitter, Car Thoughts with David on Facebook, you know, just say, hey, David, I want to do this. Let me know ahead of time because I'm getting a lot of people like just random, like, you know, just spam, like for Bitcoin or, you know, um, porn sites and things like that. So just put in there like, hi, David, this is one of your listeners. Please, you know, I'm curious about doing the podcast. I'm curious about doing the blog. You know, put that whole message in. Don't just say hi. Because when I respond back and I get, oh, you should check out my webcam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, it just saves me because I'm skipping a lot of people that look like they might need that. So by all means, please let me know your intent uh, right away so that I don't ignore the conversation. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you guys so much, as always, for tuning in and for supporting the show and leaving me reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Have a great day and car thoughts out. Hey everybody, David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? 
How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book. Because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good. But sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So, I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting. Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can, you know, Keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So, by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you guys, and I could not do any of this without your support. So, when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.